0: Blog talk Radio.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the Real Conversation with Shana Thornton. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shayna Thornton.
2: Well, good Tuesday evening to you, and welcome to your national award winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shayna Thornton. Of course, I am Shayna, and I am excited to welcome you to a show oriented for everyone throughout the community. Merry Christmas to you. It is Tuesday, December the 22nd, 2015, and we are just days away from the huge, enormous, very important holiday, and I hope you are. Looking forward to it, spending some quality time with close family and friends. You know, LTA Radio is back on. We're live this Tuesday night, and I will go ahead and encourage you to message and text all of your family, friends, colleagues, and even your neighbors, and let them know that we're on right now. And, of course, we put the spotlight on issues that matter to everyone, and you know that literally means everyone. We don't exclude anyone. This show is a universal show. that covers human interest stories that are relevant to all of us. And tonight it's a very critical show. Many of you know that we will cast our votes for the President in the United States in 2016 to be exact, November 2016. But of course, many of you have been keeping up with everything that's been going on in the political news because the race to the White House is already shown to be very competitive on both sides of the aisle. Tonight we're going to break down every one of uh, the issues that you care about. We're going to highlight the candidates, what they're talking about, the rhetoric, all of it. We're even going to focus on body language, though. We are talking about the Republican primary candidates, and we're talking about the Democratic primary candidates, okay? So we're going to break down their foreign policy platforms and so much more. This is important. Perhaps you've already decided who you're going to cast your vote for, and hopefully uh, that your candidate will make it to the mainstream election. Uh, But the odds are that maybe they won't. So you have to end up casting a vote for someone else. It's very important to know all of the issues that are out there. So you're making a responsible vote that you feel comfortable with making. So I'm excited and honored to bring you this show tonight. I am no expert on politics, but I have two individuals that will be joining me tonight. I have foreign policy expert, Dr. Harlan Ullman. He will join us. And I also have Dr. Frieda Birnbaum. She's going to join us offering her perspective on the psychology of everything that's going on. In particular, the rhetoric, what does it mean uh, to the candidates, and what does it mean to a nation at large, and even the impact on the world. But we're not just going to talk about politics tonight. We're also going to talk about cybercrime. If you have your own small business, or perhaps you work for a business, you already know that there are lots of scams going on out there. And how do you protect your information of your clients and your customers? You want to listen to this short interview that we have with an expert, because uh, he will certainly break it all down. Down. We also have Penny Hoarder on with us. Of course, uh, this individual helps you save money. And, hey, it's the holiday season, and often money burns out of the pocket. We're going to have a one-on-one exclusive conversation about trying to keep as much money in your pocket as possible. Because, after all, you have to live in 2016, okay? And last but certainly not least, we have an exclusive interview tonight with Old St. Nick himself. That's right, boys and girls. Santa Claus will be joining us tonight. We're going to have a conversation with Old St. Nick. He's in the North Pole, but he is preparing to gear up because in a few days, he's taking that huge trip around the world to help every and girl get their wish this Christmas, okay? So do stay with us. Hey, if you're a grandparent, an aunt or uncle, text uh, the others and let them know that Santa will be on in minutes. So get the kids tuned in. So we're very excited to to uh, produce this show tonight It's an important one But it's also a fun and festive one Hey, after all, it's Christmas Merry Christmas again to everyone and speaking of the holiday season and Christmas we have some great Christmas music tonight by the one and only vocalist Jill Miller she has actually been a featured guest on the show we love playing her music her voice is simply amazing and she will be performing tonight one of my favorite Christmas tracks this Christmas so it's an amazing feature so stay with us you can see tonight's show is jam-packed we have something for everyone get ready to be Be informed because that's what Let's Talk America does. We keep you informed. We're news talk for everyone out there in the community. Well, everyone, hashtag LTA Radio, LTA Radio all, cast on any of your favorite social media outlets, be it Instagram, Facebook, Maybe it's Twitter. Let others know that you are tuned in right now because we appreciate you. We're about to kick it off. The show is going on live tonight, right now. Let's get it going. LTA Radio is in your ear. Let's kick it.
1: We need you. If you have room in your heart, home, and family for children in need, we need you. If you can be committed to a child and provide the care and guidance that a child must have to grow, we need you. We need you to give a child a home. There are an estimated 638,000 children who are confirmed victims or child abuse and neglect each year in the United States. In Georgia, 14,418 children came through the foster care system in 2014. There are 200 incidents of child abuse and neglect reported daily in Georgia, and on any given day, about 8,000 children are in the foster care system. So why not become a foster parent? New Beginnings Life Changing Network is searching for foster parents that would like to have a chance to empower the life of a child in the state of Georgia. New Beginnings is an Atlanta-based foster care agency dedicated to servicing Georgia's foster children in need. Our agency strives to strengthen youth and their families by providing them with a chance at a new beginnings while encouraging them to make positive life-changing decisions despite their current situation. Becoming a foster parent with new beginnings is a rewarding experience. As a foster parent, you will have to access support and resources, monthly foster parent training, 24-hour emergency assistance, and in-home case management services. Families helping families. That's what foster parenting is all about. Abused and neglected children in Georgia need foster parents who make a positive difference in their lives. Remember, you don't have to be a perfect to be a perfect parent. We need you. For further information on how to become a foster parent, please contact New Beginnings Life Changing Network at 404-298-0888. Please also visit our website at www.nbn. .org.
0: I'm not a survivor just because I lived through the attempted murder on my life. I'm a survivor because in spite of the attempted murder, I never gave up. This is Sherry Grace, author, inspirational speaker, and CEO of Beyond Your Scars. I'm very excited to partner with Shana Thornton, host of Let's Talk America. For 25 years, I've lived with second- and third-degree burn scars covering 30% of my body and a house fire that was set to kill me. Now, that flame continues to burn as my living testimony. I invite you, I challenge you to join my Embrace Your Scars and Redefine Your Beauty Experience campaign. I really need your help to spread the word that there is beauty in the deepest places of our scars. My mission is to set a new trend that would spread throughout the world. Connect with me on my website, www.SherryGray.com, where you can also purchase my tell-all book, A Fire Within, Someone Set a Fire and Left Me For Dead, inspired by my true life story. And stay tuned for the debut of my Beyond Your Scars YouTube channel and blog. As a licensed clinical social worker, I offer personal development keys at my seminars, keys that help transform how i feel about myself now i'm sharing these same keys to empower you to feel better about yourself as a survivor of sexual assault domestic violence and attempted murder i represent women and men all around the world if you are looking for a speaker someone who not only works in my professional career with survivors of abuse but because of my own personal experiences with these same victimizations. My passion is to share love, hugs, and education in support of your organization. Email me at s f- one graves at msn.com to join my campaign. And simply say, Shelly, I want to be a part of keeping the flame burning. Thank you, God, for healing my deepest wounds, transforming them and redefining what true inner beauty is to me. Now, I hear you to embrace your scars. I'm Sherry Grace. Love you. As always, stay blessed. Thank you.
2: A special thanks to all of our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. And, of course, I always say this, but I truly would be remiss if I did not mention and acknowledge our weekly dedicated loyal listeners. We know you could be doing anything in the world, and for you to be joining us live really means a lot. So stay with your team, your LTA radio team, Let's Talk America radio team, of course. And I certainly want to give shout-outs and a huge hello to all of those that go back and listen to the show on Replay Podcast. I know many of you catch it on iTunes or you just go straight to the website of course, which is www.Let's with Shana Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, perhaps you have uh, work commitments or uh, things you have to do with the family, whatever it is you happen to miss it on Tuesday night at 7.30pm Eastern Standard Time Live, but you always find a way to go back and listen to the Replay podcast, even if it's at the church on Sunday when you're driving home or in the midst of running your errands uh, throughout the week. We certainly thank you, and I know it's been a busy, hectic holiday season for many of you. I've gotten your messages, and thank you for continuing to stick with us because issues continue to affect and impact our world, and we certainly want to stay tuned in to the news that matters, okay? Speaking of the news, In the News is up next, and many of you already know it's our signature show, a segment of the show, rather, where we spotlight and highlight the top trending global news from around the world. It keeps you informed on so many levels, and it's been a hit with you all, so thank you for all of the feedback, again, on our signature In the News. Hey, check out our website. I did mention it before, but I want to mention it again. It's a great website, very easy to navigate. You can find it, of course, by visiting www www.letstalkamerica with shanathorton.com. And there you can find everything you want to know about me, about upcoming show topics, and our featured guests. And more information on our national partners, okay? So certainly stay with us. We love to have you on board. It makes all of the difference. And that website is one easy stop shop. Hey, if you want to send us a quick message, information can be found on the website, or I'll save you a little bit of time. You can email us at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Again, that's Let's Talk Shayna at gmail.com. Very easy to remember. But if you connect with us on our various social media outlets, you can always message us there. We do respond. I want to let you all know that. And we really mean it when we say we follow back. A Lots of different show entities say that, but we really do. So if you connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media outlet you love or adore, we will follow you back. Connect with us and send us a message. We love hearing from you and, of course, your feedback, and your opinion does matter to us. So, without any more talking on my end, we're going to get to In the News. It's coming up in seconds. Stay with us.
0: Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarka, and I listen to
3: Let's Talk America. Hi,
0: my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shayna Thornton.
2: Well, everyone, it's time for In the News, our signature segment again, where we highlight the top trending global news from around the world. Keep in mind that we do offer and present a televised version of In the News. We have joined forces with the one and only, the acclaimed SEB Channel 182 out of Georgia to present In the News on television on the tube for you. If you're looking for that footage, because it is some very great footage, some great field reports, check out the website again at www. W. Let's Talk America with Shane com. Well, everyone, we are ready to kick it off for the week of December the 22nd, 2015 in the news. The road to the White House gets interesting. The most recent Republican debate in Las Vegas, presented by CNN, did little to scramble the GOP presidential scene. Donald Trump still holds a significant lead over the field, holding the support of 39% of Republican voters, according to a new Fox News poll. His closest competitor, Ted Cruz, has 18%, and Mario Rubio is at 11%, and Dr. Ben Carson checks in with 9%. Trump has gained in other national polls amid increased terrorism fears. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham recently announced he will drop out of the race. Hillary Clinton looked past her rivals in the last Democratic debate. She called Donald Trump a threat to the nation's safety, saying he was fast, quote, becoming ISIS's best recruiter, unquote. Senator Bernie Sanders apologized to Hillary Clinton during the third Democratic debate presented by ABC News after revelations that members of his presidential campaign accessed Hillary Clinton's private voter database. In the news, we will now turn our focus to Baltimore. The judge declared a mistrial after jurors say they just couldn't reach a unanimous verdict in the trial of William Porter. Now, if you recall, Porter is the first of the Baltimore Six to be tried in the death of Freddie Gray of Baltimore. He and five other Baltimore police officers are being charged on various accounts in the death of Gray after a neighborhood arrest. The 25-year-old Freddie Gray died after sustaining a neck injury while in police custody. Prosecutors will decide whether to retry the case in the future. The other trials of the five remaining police officers are expected to take place in 2016. In the news, we will now shift our attention to some new finance news. Feds increased interest rates. The Federal Reserve decided to raise short-term interest rates for the first time in years. Decision makers said the economy was strong enough to keep growing with a little less help from the U.S. Central Bank. The Fed is more than likely to raise rates slowly, yet borrowing costs have already started to increase. The returns on some investments, like saving accounts, are likely to increase. And lastly, in the news, may the Force be with you. The Force Awakens, the new Star Wars movie, breaks worldwide records with an opening weekend of $238 million. Wow, there are a lot of fans out there for Star Wars, obviously. And the Force certainly was with the box office. When it comes to the production team and all that uh, will benefit, of course, because Star Wars is truly huge and has done quite well already financially speaking and I've heard many people of course say that it's a great film so hey perhaps you've checked it out if you have send us your feedback on the movie we'd love to hear it well everyone that concludes our in the news for this week do stay informed with Let's Talk America Radio as we always try to bring you the issues and topics that matter of various uh, segments okay even we love putting in some pop culture news also because hey we know uh, to a lot of you that does matter. Well, right now, keeping with tradition, we will go over our quote for tonight, which comes from statesman Winston Churchill, who once said Christmas is a season not only of rejoicing. But of reflection. Again, a uh, statesman Winston Churchill once said, Christmas is a season not only of rejoicing, but of reflection. And, you know, Christmas may mean a lot of things to a lot of people. Uh, but for many, to Winston Churchill's point, it is time for reflection or thinking back on many of the loved ones that are no longer with us. Because often Christmas uh, brings up fond memories and we think of the loved ones that are no longer with us. So, reflection is not bad. May we always cherish the uh, kind memories that we have for loved ones uh, that have transitioned on. That's important, okay? So keep pushing. And again, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah to you, whatever you and your family celebrate. uh, We certainly wish you a joyful holiday season. Well, everyone, if you're like me, you have been intensely watching what's been going on in the presidential political news. Of course, President Barack Obama has the White House now, but he can't seek a third term. So there will be someone new in the White House. It may be a woman. It may be a man. We're not quite sure yet, but we are in the midst of one fierce competitive primary presidential debate, if you will, or political scene because there's been so much that's been going on on both sides, and it's only gotten more interesting in the last week. We're going to cover some very important topics. Uh, Stay with us. We're going to cover issues uh, that likely matter to you. We are going to talk a lot about foreign policy tonight. We're going to likely bring up where your candidate stands. So you want to stay with us, all right? Right now, we're going to kick it off. My first guest is the one and only Dr. Harlan Ullman. Uh, He has done so much. He has a strategic background. Uh, He spent many years in the military. He's going to talk to us about candidates, and he will tell you, first off, he doesn't favor any of them. So, hey, do know that. Again, remember that Let's Talk America radio. It's News Talk for Everyone. We are not a show uh, that caters to one population. Do know that, okay? It's News Talk for Everyone. We want to keep you informed. Well, let's kick it off. We are excited to feature our conversation tonight about the presidential political race, all right? Let's kick it off.
3: Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to
0: keziaalford.com. That's dot dcom Or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul. And you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane of the Dorgon.
2: Listeners of your national award winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shayna Thornton. It is Tuesday night, and I don't need to tell you that we are in the midst of one. Fierce political fight or campaign to get into the White House. President Barack Obama has the seat now, but of course there are many fighting for their opportunity. And right now we have with us uh, on the line the one and only. He's been on with us before. He's a foreign um, policy expert. He's also a political commentator with us. It's Dr. Harlan Ullman. Welcome to Let's Talk America Radio again.
4: Chad, always be good to always good to be with you.
2: Oh, thank you. Now I wanna get right to it. Now, after we uh finish our conversation with you, we're going to talk to a psychologist about body language, but I want to talk with you about the meat of everything that's going on. First, I have to bring up uh, the rhetoric of uh, billionaire businessman, Dr. Uh, Donald Trump, um, and some others, but right now it seems to be him and Ted Cruz going back and forth. Has the rhetoric of keeping all individuals of Islam faith from entering the U.S., has that hurt Donald Trump any?
4: Uh, Unfortunately, not uh, in the United States abroad. It has. First, let me just say that I'm not a Republican or Democrat. Okay. I have great problems with both parties, and so I'm I'm an equally uh, harsh, equal opportunity uh, critique. Um, Yes. The debate uh, on the Republican side ranged from uninformed to delusional. Okay. Um, If this were a college examination, all the candidates would have gotten less than an F okay their actual basis is is frighteningly low and some of the comments they made were not only outrageous but they were just incredibly foolish from carpet bombing to banning all muslims uh, <clears throat> to killing families of terrorists uh, people do not know the law uh, these people really do not understand the basics for national security and as a result <clears throat> it's rather frightening to listen because uh, if they were get into office and they were to try to uh, impose their policies you can imagine the first day sitting around the table when the lawyers say well mr president i'm afraid it's against u.s law and against the geneva conventions for us to do abc and
2: yeah what?
4: and uh it is it is quite frankly that bad um it's it's understandable if one of the candidates Confuses Prince confuses Abdul, King Abdullah yeah. uh, with his father, King Hussein. I mean, I understand that. Okay. But to swing around these terms, like banning all Muslims or carpet bombing um, <clears throat> or getting into an arcane debate over the immigration law, which neither senator read, I'm sure, um, is an embarrassment here. And I wish that the debates could focus much more on substance and fact and not sound bites to try to rile up the public.
2: You mentioned senators. I want to talk about Senator Ted Cruz because obviously the front runner is Donald Trump. Uh, but it's looking like Ted Cruz's numbers are increasing pretty significantly the closer we get to the Iowa caucus. You know, it, it has seemed to some observers that he has uh, aligned himself to a certain degree with billionaire Donald Trump. Trump, But then he will pull back. Um, I know they had some uh, exchange of uh, sort of tough words on Twitter uh, recently where uh, Senator Cruz put out maniac, I guess, accusing Donald Trump of being something of a maniac, if you will. That's his uh, insinuation. I do want to make that clear, not mine. Um, But, you know, Ted Cruz, is he looking for his identity here? Or do you think he's trying to ride on the coattail of what he believes will put him in the White House?
3: I think it's very clearly
4: the latter. Uh, Cruz is uh, intelligent, I think, in an IQ sense. In a political sense, in a strategic sense, I find him to be uh, frightening. But okay. the strategy, I think, is clear. Um, he is
0: appealing to a certain part of the, of the base, okay.
4: in the evangelicals, and his, his expectation is that Donald Trump will implode. And when that happens, people will flock to him. That's the basis for his strategy. Uh, but having said that, Uh, The comments that he made about carpet bombing, uh, his his lack of understanding of basic national security issues, uh, to me is just breathtaking. And I wish that he had advisers around him to whom he would listen, uh, even though this is a political campaign and candidates always run to one extreme or another. But it's quite frightening because if he were to persist in his views, if he were to be elected, and I think there's no chance of his being elected, It would be a disaster for the country, in my judgment.
2: Let's talk about another senator, another young senator. Uh, We're talking about Senator Marco Rubio out of Florida. Uh, He uh, has... Seem to have done very well in the polls over the last few months. They say he is a pro at the debates. He seems to be charismatic. Um, Of course, he's a young senator. That reminds us of another young senator at one point who now sits in the White House. Not that they have similarities, but in terms of being young and uh, the charisma and the intelligence or intellect that both uh, gentlemen have been associated with. But do you think he has a real chance of winning? Because, of course, some people see the age as maybe perhaps something, a, a hindrance for him. And then I know at the recent debate in Las Vegas uh, that was sponsored by CNN, they seem to have belabored him on his immigration stance, saying it's been swayed back and forth. Yeah, uh, first of
5: all, Jack Kennedy was 43 when he was elected president. Yeah. Um, and he unfortunately
6: was too young for the job as well.
4: Uh, I think Marco Rubio is an exceedingly bright, highly attractive, very articulate uh, person. But at this stage, I don't think he's ready for prime time because he lacks the experience. And you can't expect somebody who's 44 years old to have the experience of somebody who's been around a lot longer. Okay. Uh, Having said that, like so many of his colleagues on that stage, he's calling for rebuilding America's defenses. We are spending $650 billion a year, plus or minus a few pennies, on defense. In constant dollars, that is significantly larger than money we spent during the height of the Reagan buildup. We have one and a quarter million people in uniform. We have the best military in the world. So saying you're going to rebuild it uh, is absolutely stupid because you're not. It's a great military, what you have to do to sustain it. And when when, uh, Rubio and others say, well, we have to have a navy of X hundred more ships, we have to have an army of half a billion, that would cost probably something on the order of 800 billion dollars a year, which is entirely not only unaffordable, but something that we don't
2: need. If you're talking about fighting the Islamic State, you're not going to do it
4: with aircraft carriers and, and ballistic missile submarines. And so where they want to put the money to rebuild the military has absolutely no utility or very little utility in taking on the current fight. If you want to fight China, we don't have enough bullets. And as many people have said, you don't want to get engaged in a land war in Asia. By the way, the Russians are not a serious military threat other than their theater nuclear weapons, and we have ways of dealing with that. So the whole talk about rebuilding the military uh, to me is a polemic. It's demagoguery. (laughs) And it... means that these people really don't understand the basics of national security.
2: We are talking with the one and only Dr. Harlan Oman. He has a military and a strategy background, many, many things. You can uh, brag on him. Put his name in a search engine and you will see all that he has accomplished. He's talking about the political scene. I want to touch on something that you're very familiar with, a uh, foreign uh, policy. Uh, let's talk about uh, the threat of ISIL. Okay? And I know you've been on before and we've touched on it. I, I know, so when you hear the candidate say, we've built this defense and we have the military and we'll do these things. You know, there are many out there, Dr. Orman, who say the fight against ISIL, this terrorist group that are terrorizing many parts of the world, it isn't about bodies and guns and knives. It seems to be a war from many perspectives that has to do with a mentality. And it's very challenging and difficult to stop out a mentality. And and, and all fairness to our president, President Barack Obama, he said the fight with it is a long, drawn-out, complex one. From your opinion, is President Barack Obama right, or do the Republicans have it right?
4: No, the, the Barack Obama is absolutely right. I disagree with his approach to this. But here's a question I think your listeners need to ponder. Why do the United States, virtually alone among our allies in the region, view the Islamic State as a greater threat than the Saudis do, than the Iraqis do, okay. and many of the Gulf states do? We are viewing this as us against them. Yes. And it's not us against them. If we want to defeat the Islamic State... The way that you have to do it is defeated at its source, which, by the way, is not in Syria. It's not because of President Assad in Syria. Okay. The complication. It is in Iraq. The Islamic State arose because of 50 years of Sunni versus Shia violence in the extreme. Okay. And now that the Shia have been in charge in Iraq since 2003 in the overthrow of Saddam Hussein, the Shia have persecuted the Sunnis violently squads with murder squads, and as a result, what you're seeing is a Sunni rebellion that has now metastasized into the Islamic State. So unless or until the source, that is to say, Shia versus Sunni violence in Iraq is dealt with, you will always have a permanent means to create new recruits. And none of the candidates on the Republican side understand that. I have no idea if Hillary Clinton understands that. And we are greatly constrained because the Iraqis do not like the American military, for understandable reasons. Okay. And yet the Iraqi government, which is Shia, is probably incapable of reconciling with the Sunnis. And at this stage, their security forces, uh, whether or not they can retake Ramadi and Mosul, is something in question. So we have to focus in the region and for us to make this an us-against-them fight as if it's existential for us at this stage misunderstands the nature of the danger let me ask you There's much more in the region
2: Let me ask you a question I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, many of course are very familiar with the um, Iraq conflict, if you will, and the overthrow of Saddam Hussein um, and you touched on it, but I want to just pin you down and give me a yes or no answer because a lot of people have thrown this out. No one has been bold enough for my understanding to come out and say it. Do you think the overthrow of Saddam Hussein um, which was obviously executed by um, George w Bush, do you think that is the root of the the up, upcoming and the now the power, the threat that we see with ISIL and other terrorist groups in that region?
4: I will give you something stronger than a yes or no. The assault on Iraq in 2003 was the greatest strategic mistake in our nation's history since the Civil War. Okay. And everything has sprung from that. I'm not saying the Obama administration did not make mistakes. Yes. Uh, They had no choice in having to withdraw because the uh, laws had been written in Iraq, but they could have been much, much stronger. And I think that the way that we withdrew uh, contributed to the situation, but the fundamental strategic blunder, catastrophic blunder, was the 2003 attack to remove Saddam Hussein.
2: Wow. Powerful uh, information, powerful words, of course, from the perspective of the one and only uh, foreign uh, policy expert, uh, Dr. Harlan Oman is on with us. You know, before you leave us, I want to talk about another candidate um, who has a family legacy and a name. I'm talking about Jed Bush, of course. Uh, He seems to have had a better performance um, on Tuesday night in Las Vegas. Do you think it's too late for him, though? Do you think he's emerging too late?
4: Now, first of all, we're talking about uh, Iowa. Iowa is a caucus, and it has probably less than 30 votes. Okay. The Republican uh, uh, the nominating committee. We're talking about stuff on the margin. Now, if I were advising Jeff Bush, and I'm not, I would say that you have one tactic and one strategy. You have to get under Donald Trump's collar. You have to infuriate him. You <laughs> have to make, him, uh, make a mistake. You have to goad him. You should start by calling him Don. <laughs> Don to Don Donald for saying the only Donald that I know who's serious is Donald Duck. You've got to go out of your way to insult him and to force him to make a mistake. That's what I would argue in terms of a good strategy for uh, Mr. Bush.
2: Now, uh, tell me this. we uh, The names we mentioned and talked about were the uh, main stage of the debate in Las Vegas, sponsored by CNN, of course. Um, but the, ba- not, not to say the baby stage, excuse me, the stage where there were candidates not with the numbers or the polling numbers, if you will. They were on another stage. And I'm talking about uh, Senator Lindsey Graham and others. You know, I, Lindsey Graham has a military background. Uh, of course, he's a senator from South Carolina. Uh, does that, in your mind, put him any higher or more knowledgeable about military strategy or foreign policy than the others, or no?
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, before the debate, I was very comfortable with John Kasich. Okay. Uh, I've known uh, Kasich when he was in the house, I've known him after that, Uh, but his comment saying that uh, Assad is the cause of the Islamic State is just a a huge error. Lindsey Graham has an enormous amount of experience. I disagree entirely with Senator Graham on the need for 10,000 American troops, whatever the number is, Uh, because uh, the question is, why is this fight more important to us than to the Arabs? And I don't think that there's any way that you're going to get any kind of a Muslim or Arab coalition. To put forces on the ground and unless and until you can coerce them or control them the notion of putting american military forces just to catalyze a response to me is is, is a false issue i understand why senator graham is saying what he's saying and and theoretically he is correct if we could do that uh, yes then you could defeat the islamic state but we can't okay the other problem with that with that view is what do you do next what happened in iraq what happened in libya Uh, we took out the government and you had a catastrophe so I think that senator Graham has the right understanding I just disagree with his particular approach in this case because I think first of all it's unworkable and second it doesn't deal with the what if uh, what do you do next having said that uh, the current strategy on this part of the on the administration is insufficient because we haven't worked closely enough with our allies. We've not engaged the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO, sufficiently, and I don't think we've been uh, tough enough, particularly with the Saudis and the Turks, who are absolutely critical. Now, having said that, this is not easy.
5: Yes. Yeah. May
4: well be that what the Obama administration is doing is the very best that we can do, and don't expect things to get much better. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but it could be that that will be proven to be the correct answer. And quite frankly, the Democrats don't have any better solutions. Uh, Hillary Clinton is exceedingly vulnerable on the whole Libyan intervention. Uh, and by the way, that intervention that took up uh, President Muammar Gaddafi yeah. in 2011 was not actually started by us. It was provoked by the British and the French, okay. which we were reluctantly sucked in And that's why I think the administration was quite right, even though only one person said it, to say we're leading from behind, because the Libyan intervention was for the wrong reasons. The right to protect the humanitarian uh, rationale really did not apply because the citizens in Benghazi were not at such a great threat. The propaganda was good. But having said that, we made no plans and preparations for what would come next. And so now you have Libya in chaos and a potential second home for the Islamic State. And Hillary was largely responsible
2: for that. Let's continue to talk about the Democratic side, talking about Senator Hillary Clinton, and let's not um, exclude her rivals, uh, talking about Senator Bernie Sanders and O'Malley. He's def- definitely still in uh, the race. But it seems like, uh, Dr. O'Man, that Senator Hillary Clinton has an overwhelmingly majority lead um, over her next closest rival, which is uh, Senator Sanders. Uh, I guess from the viewpoint of some, do you think Senator Sanders or O'Malley? think they actually have a chance of winning.
4: Uh, Sanders might, I don't think he does. The only way that they have an opportunity is if Hillary has become mortally wounded by the email issue. If it turns out that she had in fact improperly or illegally used her private emails and she is indicted or charges are levied against her, uh, then you could argue that she'd have to withdraw and then you're kind of stuck if you're a Democrat. My view is if that, that happened, then Joe Biden, the vice president, would be forced into the race, okay. I think would be a very, very good thing. So in either event, I don't think O'Malley or Sanders have a realistic chance, but Sanders, of course, is drawing on the anger and hostility and fear of Americans economically, the erosion of the middle class. And quite frankly, he's got strong arguments, but at this stage, Barring some unforeseen situations such as the email, I find it inconceivable uh, that Hillary will not be the nominee. As long as her health holds and uh, there are no indictments or no legal charges made against her.
2: Well, it seems like the email scandal um, has died down. Of course, there was a, uh, a Senate or House hearing on it uh, where some individuals were questioned. But it seems like when I've looked at the polling numbers uh, talking about the email um, situation or incident, if you will, it seemed to uh, go along the lines of parties, uh, Dr. Omen. meaning uh, there were a lot of Democrats who said this is something caked up and trumped up by her, her rivals, or Republicans. Republican Party, and they said many conservatives and Republicans have said, oh, that's right, she did something criminal, it's wrong. Uh, you know, push us through, the, uh, give us clarity on this. I mean, I, I, obviously she's saying um, that she did nothing wrong, or, it, or it, she did do, but it was unknowingly. And I will tell you this, as someone that is in a younger generation than her, I have parents, I have aunts and uncles, uh, sometimes they don't really understand the email thing, they're like, it's all the same email. Do you think in the long term, the Will hurt her because
4: right now, like I said, it seems to have died down. I did think it did. Uh, it would hurt her. Um, what she did was something between clumsy and stupid. Uh, for reasons that probably had to do with ego, she wanted to maintain her own private server and her own private email, which is fine. But using that email for any kind of business, government business, is against the law and certainly against regulation. And if she had passed knowingly or not classified information, whether it was marked classified or not, on her private email, that is against some statute and against the law. Um, Now we don't know yet because the FBI is investigating this whether she misused the uh, private email system that she had, but in any event it was was a a lapse of judgment and a matter of convenience because she should have known better. That because she was Secretary of State and a person who was interested in running for the presidency, she has to be above suspicion more than Caesar's wife. And so I think that was an error of judgment, irrespective if it turns out that she did break the law by passing advertently or inadvertently any kind of classified information. The FBI is investigating, and we will see what happens. Clearly, it is not in the interest of this White House, this Attorney general, the President. Yes. see something happened to Hillary because obviously <laughs> there's no doubt who the White House supports for the next president. But having said that, if it turns out that she did violate the law, she could be in very, very, very real trouble. We will see I thought that she would be in greater trouble, but you're right, this has died down, but there's still an investigation going on, and it could well be that she did misuse
2: that her own private email. But, but let me ask you this out. I think the issue and, and, and how people look at this as fortunate or unfortunate. The reason why Donald Trump, has his supporters uh, to a certain degree, and this is just a perspective out there, and Senator Sanders, and why he has his supporters to a certain degree, is because it seems like there are a lot of Americans really sick and tired of divisive politics, excuse me, divisive politics, if you will. And and if she did something illegal or not, I think this proves to a lot of people that, oh, I mean, here is yet another example where they are taking an issue that doesn't necessarily to a lot of people seem to be... It, fatal or deadly directly, if you will, of, of saying, here they're blowing out of proportion. They're grilling her, assistant, her, her communications director. Here we are again, and I, unfortunately, or fortunately, it seems to feed the outlayers that are saying the establishment, it's politics as usual, because I also heard a report that Colin Powell and Condoleezza Rice had did the exact same thing that she did, and they said that it never came up. But then I want to touch on something you said also, she's running for president, and that's the reason why everything she's done has come under scrutiny.
4: Well, I would say several things. First, I know firsthand in the case of Colin Powell that he was extremely sensitive as to what he used for private email. Okay. um, And quite frankly, the law was different. The law changed when the Obama administration came in. I can't speak for Condoleezza Rice, but my guess is that she had been around enough. But in the case of Hillary Clinton, if you go back to the First Clinton administration. You had Whitewater
0: Gate, you had Travel Gate, yes. all
4: these kinds of
3: gates and yes. uh
4: the death of Vince Foster. And what you have to understand about American politics is that the smallest little cut can become
2: septic. Okay.
4: And people will go after every single week.
2: Yes, they will. There. It's on both sides.
4: Look at George W. Bush and Willie Horton and, and Mike Dukakis
0: when Dukakis was yes, president. Yes, it is. Uh, And this happens with politics. And so if there's a
4: weakness, people will exploit it, no matter how trivial it may seem. But in this particular case, this is not trivial because Hillary was Secretary of State. If she had in fact passed classified information, that is against the law. And you have cases such as John Deutsch, the former uh, head of the CIA, who ran afoul of that. You had Sandy Berger, who just died a couple of weeks ago, who was the National Security Advisor, who took classified information out from the Library of Congress. Okay. And Board General Dave Petraeus, uh, who pleaded guilty to a felony because he showed uh, classified material to his biographer, with whom he was having an affair. Yeah. That was a great tragedy. I don't think Dave should have been uh, punished for that, but was against the law. Okay. And what they did was no less worse than what Hillary did. In fact, what Hillary did uh, technically could be far more damaging if she did in fact pass classified material because you can bet a number of intelligence services not friendly we're looking
2: at her email, yes, I want to talk about when you said a little a cut can become a big issue, especially in the game of politics because it's it's not for the weak and weary that's for sure, dr Omen um, uh, Ben Carson before we leave i don 't want to leave him out. He was he would seem to be second or at some point in time, but Donald Trump, of course, talking about Republican primary side of the house when it comes to presidential politics, uh, he seemed to have dropped significantly. Do you think we can attribute it to that, if you will, that minor cut on him that seems to? Exp- blow, but it seemed like a story of how he used to be aggressive and overly, uh, sometimes temperamental, if you will. Uh, It seems like uh, some media sources took a poke at that, and uh, it was, uh, you know, implied that he wasn't being totally truthful in his own uh, autobiography.
4: Uh, I have to say that after watching uh, Mr. Carson uh, many times on the television debates, (laughs) given what he said, I find it very difficult to believe that he was a competent surgeon. Because I cannot believe that wow. a huge reputation in the medical profession could be so illiterate and incompetent and misunderstanding of basic issues when it comes to politics. <laughs> um, he is worse than a neophyte. <laughs> and if I had watched him on television uh, doing what he was doing, and then was recommended to him as a neurosurgeon, I think I would look elsewhere. T-
2: tough words <laughs> coming from the one and only Dr. Hartland Oman. Hey, before you leave us, we have to put you on the spot. Who do you think will be in the White House uh, in uh, January 2017?
4: Well, up until the 19th of January, I will guarantee it will be Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a safe bet. <laughs>
4: well, after the 17th. <laughs> after
2: the 20th. 20th. Excuse me. After January the 20th, I 2017. I
4: don't think. I don't think anybody knows. Okay. Um, at this second, I think you'd have to say Hillary Clinton is the odds-on favorite. Okay. Uh, on the Democratic, on the Republican side, who knows? I think there could be a brokered convention. I think. Oh, wow. there's A very, very slim chance that somebody like a Paul Ryan or even a Mitt Romney could emerge if there's a deadlock among the candidates, if you had Cruz and Rubio and and Trump and maybe one other going in with, you know, three or 400 or 500 votes each when you need 1,230 plus. Uh, so I could see a convention in which some outsider might emerge. But at this stage, uh, I have no idea. I don't know how the email business is going to evolve with Hillary. And quite frankly, it would not be inconceivable to see a Biden versus Paul Ryan race. In 2016, (laughs) but I wouldn't bet on that. At least I wouldn't bet more than a dollar.
2: Hey, well tell me this before you uh, actually leave us: Does it mean anything to you that uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, uh, said that he looks forward to sitting down and talking with Donald Trump, and he's clearly the front runner for the presidential race? Does that mean anything to you or no? Well, I think we we can't underestimate Vladimir Putin's sense of humor.
6: (laughs) Every opportunity he's going to get the digs in. You know, we think that this is a, a.
4: a tactical former KGB thug. This is a very clever fellow, and he has a great sense of humor, even though it's not obvious. And if you read his speeches that are translated, he's held a huge press conference, which I haven't seen. Um, but he knows a lot more about American politics than we know about Russian politics. Okay. Last year he made mention of the fact that. Uh, it wasn't just George W. Bush wasn't the first time an American president was uh, made president with a minority of Republican votes. In fact, he made the point that in your system, which you say is a democracy, you still don't elect the president direct, directly, and George W. Bush was the second time it happened. Most Americans don't know that.
2: Wow, interesting information. Hey, before you leave us, I know you have written uh, one amazing, thought-provoking book. Share some information about the book and how can any of our listeners learn more about you.
4: The book is called A Handful of Bullets How the Murder of Archduke Franz Ferdinand Still Menaces the Peace. It takes off with the assassination of the Archduke and his wife in Sarajevo on June 28, 1914, which led to World War I. And from World War I, uh, just more than 100 years ago, were planted the roots not just for a Second World War and the Cold War, but also for creating what I called Four New Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Who challenge and threaten us today. The first and most dangerous is failed and failing government. We see that in Iraq, we see that in Afghanistan, we see that in Libya, but we're also seeing it here in the United States. And unless you get good governance uh, things are not going to work well and government is a huge problem around the world. Second is economic despair, disparity and dislocation. People cannot live on a few dollars uh, a day and in the United States we have a great erosion of the middle class. Thirdly is re- radical ideologies, we see this in the form of Islamist uh, violence and extremism in the form of Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State, and fourth is environmental catastrophe, whether it's climate change or Ebola and the spread of disease. Okay. These are the four horsemen we have to deal with, and the book goes into...
2: Uh, you are one thought provoker and a great commentator here on Let's Talk America Radio. We're going to have to have you back on because, of course, the Iowa caucus is coming up, New Hampshire, primary, South Carolina, so much more. We're going to have you back on to break down everything going on with our candidates. Thank
4: you very much. A pleasure to
2: be with you. Thank you. Have a great holiday season. You too.
5: This is DJ Nicholas, Dr. Marendi, from Kingston, Jamaica.
2: of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America. It is Tuesday night, and unless you have been living under a rock, you know that politics is in full force on both sides of the aisle. On the Democratic side, of course, uh, the top leader being uh, Senator Hillary Clinton, uh, right ahead of Bernie Sanders, who's also a senator, of course, and on the Republican side of the house, on that aisle, of course, you have many in that race, and who's leading that? Donald Trump a billionaire businessman and we have with us right now to talk about some of the body language and some of the impact of the rhetoric been going on right now. We have the one and only psychologist Dr. Oh. Freda Birnbaum. How are you this Tuesday night? Very well. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. I want to get right to it. First, I brought up the R word. I talked about rhetoric. As many of uh, our listeners know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of language rhetoric coming from both sides. But let's start uh, with the uh, man of the hour. Of course, that's billionaire Donald Trump. He has said a lot of things um, about individuals of the Islam faith, even proposing to put a ban on uh, those individuals uh, from entering the U.S. Let me ask you. What does that talk? Um, and, obviously, there are some people that support him. Of course, there are some that don't also. Um, but when you talk about banning an entire group of individuals, it's, from your perspective as a psychologist, is that healthy, Dr. Frieda?
0: Well, is it healthy? Uh, of course not. Psychologically, no. Uh, if you're one of these individuals and one of many who are, really have a right, uh, a political right, to freedom, uh, to come into a country that should be open. Uh, after all, my uh, grandparents, uh, my parents from America, from uh, Europe, yes. and uh, we were freed and liberated, absolutely. But we're living in different times. We really can't have the same formulas. They no longer work. We have to reassess our political points of view. So that is why Donald Trump is so popular, because when you're politi- politically correct, what does that mean today? Okay. The rules have to be thrown out, I'm sorry to say.
2: You know, obviously the fact that he is popular uh, does um, really shock in a lot of ways, many people, because there's some, and, and not all just on the Democratic side. Obviously, there are those who are on the Republican side who support the various other candidates, and there are a lot of other ones to support. Um, I think a lot of people that i talk to. Still continue to say this guy talking about Donald Trump has supporters. He's leading in the polls, and he's saying things as "Let's build a wall," um, you know, between the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, Let's keep individuals of a certain faith out. Uh, he said things about one of the female candidates, Carly Fienarina, uh talking about her looks. Uh, you know, he's saying things that uh, some people would say. It seems to be uh, words that young children would say when they're picking on people. You know, but how does he continue? to be popular with a certain set, Dr. Frieda?
0: Well, that's a very important question. After all, uh, Mr. Trump uh, has no background in politics. Uh, He has no information that zones in exactly on what we're looking for. And yet he's continuing to be ahead in the polls. But he does have a certain population that is strong and that will continue to be strong no matter what happens during this debate. And this population are people without a college education, whose dreams have been shattered, who want a different voice, are fed up with politics, with liars, with things that don't really help them improve in their economy. So Donald Trump represents this to these people who are continuing to support him.
2: You know, you bring up something very interesting. You talked about those who support him, and I've also seen the breakdown. Um, it was mostly, from my understanding, Caucasian men. Um, they did, uh, the income was um, under, I believe it was around 50000 that they made under. Uh, they didn't tend to be very much heavily college educated. Some of the same things you just said. I guess one of the things that pops up in my head and many others that I've spoken with is they don't have a whole lot in common with this billionaire businessman, Dr. Frieda. And, and from my understanding, uh, he never spent a day uh, poor or lower middle class in his life. Why Why do they identify with the man they have very little in common with? Uh,
0: because the language that he uses okay. uh, is uh, uh, very understanding. It gets to the core. It gets to the root. It helps them to feel understood as well. I see. So there aren't any obstacles in the way. He gets right to the point about terrorism, about the economy, about what you need to do to be able to feel successful in the world as it is today. So these people identify with his message, they understand where he's going, and he is someone to stand steady. He doesn't change his mind. He doesn't give in to what other people are saying so he can look good. So he is somebody that they finally feel they're taken care of. So we are changing the way we're voting. We're voting for this a person more than the cause itself.
3: I see. Today,
0: the reasons for our voting is somebody's strong, and that's been repeated over and over. We want someone that we could feel that could protect us. Even if someone says the right things and gives us the right
6: message,
0: yes. we feel that person is weak psychologically, the reasons why we're
2: voting have changed as well. Wow, interesting information. We have with us the one only celebrated research psychologist, Dr. Frida Burnbaum. She's with us now. We're talking about the political scene in the U.S. right now. Uh, 2016 is uh, quickly coming up, but we wanted to spotlight politics. You know, before you leave us in the next few uh, seconds or a minute there, Dr. Frida, I want to talk about body language. I know you're an expert on that. You know, we just saw the Republican um, presidential primary that took place in Las Vegas. Uh The, the body language, what do you think of it?
0: You know, when you're looking at someone, the first impression you get is looking at their gestures, their face, are so they relaxed? Are they able to take a message and continue to be consistent and comfortable? Well, Donald Trump has a huge presence, the way he holds his hands. His voice is strong. His body language is strong. And people are looking for that. When you want to see someone that's going to protect you, you want confidence. So he stands up, and that's why he keeps getting that vote. When we're looking at Cruz, He is someone who's also strong. He came in second as far as his body language, as far as the impression uh, that he is presenting to the world. Uh, He has a very strong tone. He uses the word strength a lot. Uh, We will go over there. That's what we want to hear. So that's what we're looking for before the questions are even asked. Before anything into the interview continues, we're already getting our information. And guess what? We already have a mindset about who we like and who we don't like just from that
2: alone. Wow. Before you leave us, I want to be fair and bring out the other side of the aisle, of course, the Democratic Party. When you talk about body language, of course, uh, we haven't seen as many debates as we have on the Republican side, but there is one, um, obviously, more planned. But uh, what do you think of the body language of Senator Hillary Clinton? Uh, Hillary Clinton
0: has a reputation, so she has it tougher. People are scrutinizing her more although she's ahead of the poll. Yes. Uh, you know, and and, and her side of the poll. But uh she uh tries to have warmth and she tries to smile. Her body language is very studied. Okay. Very well prepared.
2: I see. People don't
0: really like that. They know that she's been rehearsing what she's been saying. Okay. And so that's a posturing level that is not working for her, but look, She's beating Sanders, and that's
2: what it's all about. Wow. Well, we're going to keep an eye on this political race. It's going to be a very interesting one and a very pivotal one. We're talking about the road to the White House, of course. We're going to have you back on to talk more about the psychology of all the rhetoric and everything else going on. Thanks for joining us here on Let's Talk America. Dr. Frieda, quickly before you leave us, tell us uh, where they can go for more information. I know you have a website, right?
0: This yes, I do with D-O-C-T-O-R, Frida, F-R-I-E-D-A, and you can see all my, some of my interviews, uh, the media, my radio shows, and uh, speeches and whatever else I happen to be doing at that time.
2: Wow, you're amazing, and you continue to inspire us all. Thank you.
0: For you. Thank you so much. Take care.
1: Bye-bye. bye Congratulations, on-air personality Shana Thornton, on being named the recipient of the 2015 Bold Award in Human Dignity. Mm-hmm. Your journalistic work on spotlighting the leading topics and people of today makes a difference. Keep up the great work.
2: Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, you know, it could turn out to be a sh- very less than merry Holiday this season for small or medium-sized business owners. You know, many don't have a cybersecurity plan in place yet, and cyber uh, criminals, if you will, are targeting them instead of big companies, which are getting harder to hack. Now, here now with some security tips for business owners everywhere and also for consumers is cyber insurance expert Tony Fenton, Associate Vice President of Commercial Lines at Nationwide. How are you doing this Tuesday night, Tony?
7: Doing excellent. Thanks for having me this evening.
2: Oh, thank you for being on informing us about this issue and talking about it. Now, just how serious is the cybersecurity problem at small and medium-sized businesses?
7: Yeah, great question. It has the the potential to be a big issue. It, recent research showcases that eighty percent of small business owners admit they don't have a cyber security plan in place, which is uh, you know a little bit unusual because sixty three percent of them actually say they've been victims of an attack. So it definitely has the potential. And you know the other thing that I would suggest is you know you you look at some of the media with large retailers as yeah. well as. Uh, Some of the large uh, hospital organizations that have been in the media, Uh, some of the larger organizations have made significant investments in their cybersecurity, including, you know, technology experts. So criminals are really starting to shift to more vulnerable small businesses with weaker security uh, security points. So it definitely has the potential.
2: Well, And you know, Tony, we clearly know it affects business owners, but also consumers, even if they're not business owners, because when uh, they are hacked, the system, so much of the personal information that consumers give merchants, such as those credit card numbers or debit card numbers, um, all of that is exposed, right? Uh, Absolutely. As
7: a small business owner, you want to protect your customers as well as your reputation and you know, another stat that is, uh, that's interesting is 60% of all cyber incidents in the past year really emanated from small to medium-sized businesses, which is up significantly from the prior years. So uh, it's very real, and, you know, if you have customers, you want to protect your reputation as well as the folks that, uh, you know, visit your establishment.
2: You know, we don't hear a lot about the attacks on the smaller businesses, like you pointed out, and that's very true. Uh, At least, I guess it doesn't make the mainstream media. Tell us about the types of cyber attacks aimed at smaller companies.
7: Yeah, there's many different uh, different ways that, that we would categorize a cyber attack. You can think about computer viruses as well as phishing. Phishing is a situation where uh, cyber criminals uh, try to obtain your information via an email and, and try to uh, lure you in to share sensitive information. And, there's also harmful computer programs as well as hacking and then the traditional data breaches. So both viruses and phishing make up uh, nearly 75% of all those uh, those hack, uh, hack potential uh, items. So it is uh, it is multifaceted.
2: You know, Tony, when you talk about uh, phishing, the, that term when it comes to uh, cyber activity and also viruses, similar to the same things that individuals get on their personal uh, computers and devices at home?
7: Absolutely. A business owners or any employee could be looking at uh, the email of the business and get a very similar type uh, tech phishing you know, email. And, you know, unfortunately, if an employee is not trained or they don't have uh line of sight, uh, they could fall victim to something like
5: that.
2: Wow. Tell us about the financial burden to a small business that gets attacked by, um, you know, individuals out there not doing um, things for the good when it comes to space.
7: Yeah, it, this is uh, you know this reinforces the significance of the, the the exposure. If you think about you know the cost, the National Business Association says that the cost of dealing with these type of attacks has skyrocketed in this past year to almost twenty thousand per attack, up from nearly two uh, years ago. So the costs are escalating, and uh, it's a very real issue relative to financial burden. Yeah, and as a small business owner, a lot of times you don't know if you've actually been hacked. So sometimes the the ability to react in the moment and clearly understand uh, when you should uh, move forward uh, is an issue as well.
2: You know, what can consumers and businesses alike do to protect themselves? Because the reality, Tony, you know this better than I do being the expert, that you have to have online activity to a certain degree. You know, the days of saying, well, I just don't trust any of it. I'm gonna keep everything written on a piece of paper. We know that also has its risk too. What can we all do to protect ourselves?
7: Yeah, great, great question. There's a number of things that a small business owner can do to protect themselves by starting with, you know, limiting access to uh, the data and networks, and you know the actual sensitive information you have as a as a as a small business owner, which includes hardware, laptops, USB sticks, and you know, as mentioned previously, actual files with sensitive information. Uh, that uh, that uh, could be used to, uh, to uh, you know, influence a, a cyber attack or an identity theft. So limiting physical access to that information is a good first step. And then, you know, a lot of times not only the business owner uh, themselves has to be educated, but uh, the employees, making sure your employees clearly understand, okay. you know, all the tactics and have a plan to uh, to to really thwart uh, the, the cyber attack that may be posed to a small business owner. A couple other things that I would mention is strengthening the passwords, and it seems fairly simple, but make sure you have strong passwords as well as a secure Wi-Fi network.
3: Okay. You
7: know, uh, making sure that you have that secure network is important.
2: Okay. So, and when you're talking about that secure network, I'm no technology expert, but you're saying when you have the option, even if you're a consumer at home, to uh, lock your network. Don't leave it open.
7: Exactly. Making sure you have a password protected.
2: Okay. That's very smart. You know, before you leave us, you know, we know things are evolving when it comes to security and companies and everything literally is online if we like it or not. You know, do you think there will come a point where consumers are going to start questioning small business or major companies about what sort of security measures they have in place? Because after all, we're at the call of the businesses as consumers when you're getting over your credit card and the three-number code on the back of the cards that we have. Everything that's suggested, you know, a lot of times we're putting our trust in these businesses. Do you think there will come a point where consumers want to know, what are you doing to protect my personal data?
7: Yeah, I would suggest that, that's probably the case. I would say that uh, here in nationwide, we're trying to do the best we can to educate, you know, both our, our agencies as well as our customers uh, on all the different different ways they can do to uh, protect themselves as well as you know create cybersecurity plans. So we're trying to do our part to uh, to elevate, uh, to elevate and educate.
2: Wow, where can we learn more about protecting ourselves from cyber crime?
7: Uh, www.inthenation.com has many tips, facts, and also cybersecurity trap small business owners. So I would suggest that uh, it's a great place to start.
2: Awesome. Thank you for joining us this Tuesday tonight, Tony Bitten with Nationwide. We appreciate it and keep sharing the information, keeping our data safe.
7: Thank you for having me.
0: Hi, this is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm
3: Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going.
2: Listeners of your national award winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, you already know that we are in the midst of the holiday season. Many of you have already started shopping, of course, online, if not in the stores, getting caught up in everything that's going on. You know, it's no secret that the real way to conquer holiday spending without feeling the financial sting or burden well into the new year is by staying on budget. Well, I'm no expert at that, but right now, I I have someone that is, I have the one and only. He's known as the penny hoarder. I have Cal Taylor on with us right now. How are you doing this Tuesday night? I'm doing so well. Thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure, and welcome to LTA Radio. Now, we've got to get right to it. How can our listeners manage their holiday spending and stay within a budget? Because you know this as well as I do, Cal. People say it, and then they say, ooh, I didn't know I could get that for that amount of money. And before you know it, you've spent money that you never planned on spending on the kids or on your spouse or partner. Help us out.
3: It's so true. Well, I'm a big believer that the small little discounts really add up. So, if there's just one thing you're going to do this holiday season, make sure you use a cash rewards credit card. Okay. Because it it's an instant way to save on anything that you're going to be buying. And one of our favorites at the Penny Hoarder is the Barclay Card Cash Forward Rewards card. Okay. Because they offer 1.5% unlimited cash rewards on anything you buy, plus 5% on a redemption bonus.
2: So you're saying, Cal, if you're going to shop, right, and you're going to use a credit card, uh, at least make it worth your while and get money back? Is that pretty much the premise?
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, otherwise, you're sort of
2: just leaving money on the table, right? Well, now, tell me this. You're the penny hoarder. You have been uh, a person who has been, uh, if you will, tight on the dollar, um, for what I understand, since you were very young, and you've done very well at it, and that's why now you advise other people. But, you know, for many people, they say, oh, but if I use that credit card, Cal, I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, do how is there ways for us to say stay on budget even when you have that credit card? Right. Well, you do have to set a, a limit for yourself, and it's important to make sure you're staying
3: within your own budget. Um, but I, I'm a fan of telling people that it's it's about stacking discounts to get those things even cheaper. Okay. One thing I recommend folks do is to sign up for the store email newsletters. Okay. I know we get a ton of emails
2: already. <laughs> I was going to say, like, oh, not another one, but you think those can be worth our while. We can because they oftentimes send exclusive coupons to their subscribers
3: and you can use those to stack on top of the sale and clearance items that they'll have in the next couple of weeks.
2: Okay. Wow.
3: an easy way to save some extra money.
2: Now, tell me this. You know right now uh, Cyber uh, Monday has left us, and uh, we. Ha- when you sign up for those emails that you just mentioned, you can get bombarded with so many online sales. Uh, is it better to shop online or in the store? I mean, does it, it doesn't matter?
3: Well, I think it, it does matter. So, uh, in general, we love shopping online, but you need to be careful because if you're having to pay for shipping, okay. it's probably best to In the store, so pay attention to the fine print. Um, Buying online also comes with a couple of uh, additional benefits. One of our favorites is we love using the Abata rebate app because they pay you um, a, a rebate when you buy certain items online, and they have a number of things like toys and vacuum cleaners. So if any of those things are on your shopping list, you can get a rebate just for purchasing them.
2: Oh wow! So it sounds like pretty clear to me, Cal, that you are big on rebates or making it worth your while even and a cash back, so you're saying don't just idly shop where we're not getting anything like maybe back in the day or years ago. You're saying make it worth your while so you're getting money back in your pocket.
3: That's exactly right. Stack all of these things from the store-exclusive coupons to the cash rewards credit card okay. and the rebates. If you stack all of them together, you can sometimes save up to 50% on your Christmas shopping.
2: Wow. Uh, tell me this, uh, gift cards. So many individuals get them, right? Your grandmother or aunt says, oh, I know they like that store. I'll just give them uh, a gift card in general where they can use. But I've heard that many people will forget to use the gift card. Uh, you know, for those individuals like that, any advice for them? Should they put it up front in their wallet so they don't notice it, yeah, it's so true. Well, one thing I recommend is if if you know you're not gonna use it or if it's something
3: you really don't need, you might think about selling it on a gift card exchange site like okay. Raise.com. dot com okay, because then you can use that money to pay down uh whatever
2: you spent on, okay.
3: a little way to put a little
2: extra money back in your pocket. Nice. So be smart. Just don't let them sit, and then I don't know if any of them expire anymore, but I know if you use it past a certain point, I think you can lose value on it, right, I think? Absolutely true, yes. Okay. Yeah, before you leave us, how can we save money on those gifting essentials, like wrapping paper and greeting cards and, you know, things that you need, but they're not so exciting. But you you believe there's a way you can still save money there.
3: Yeah, we like to tell our readers to think outside the box. That's the big box stores. Okay. Um, So the drug stores are famous for having huge loss leaders around the holidays. Uh, So you might not want to buy toys there or Christmas gifts, but you can buy things like batteries and Christmas cards um, and wrapping paper um, at pretty steep discounts.
2: So keep an eye on your local drugstore flyers. Oh, wow. Love it. And before you officially, officially leave us, you've got to let us know, 2016, many people say, I'm going to try to get out of this debt. Uh, what's your one simple rule of advice when it comes to all of the debt individuals can accumulate, not just from the holiday shopping cow, because, yes, uh, that can play a part, but, you know, obviously there's debt that other have such as student loans or even if it's the mortgage or many things the credit card debt in general that you bought that nice jacket three years ago and we're still paying on it what's your advice on getting out of debt and finally being financially free in 2016
3: yeah, I think you have to think about both sides of the ledger. So I've given a lot of tips on how to save extra money, but it's also important to think about ways to make a little bit of extra money as well. Okay. And we have tons of tips on our website at Com, And you can also find more information on credit card rebates at
2: Com. Awesome. Thanks for sharing information and keeping the money in our pocket. Thank you so much. Happy Holidays.
0: Are you looking for a family-based radio talk show that addresses the relevant issues and concerns of today? You have found the right option. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is your award-winning radio talk show that's for every member of the family. We feature meaningful conversations
6: each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check out our brand-new website by visiting www.letstalkamericawithshanathornton.com.
0: Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. is.
6: is.
2: Talk Radio with Substance. Tune in. Listeners of your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with your host, Shana Thornton. The holidays are here, and I have a very special visitor on the line for everyone, grandparents, mom, dad, and also to the kids. It's the one and only. It's old St. Nick. It's Santa Claus himself. How are you doing tonight?
5: I'm wonderful, Shana. So
2: let's talk, America. Yeah, let's talk, Shana. First off, hey, so many boys and girls around the world, moms and dads, are anticipating your arrival to come on December the 25th. What big plans do you have in store for us?
5: Oh, well, there's some of the traditional plans, but one thing that I want to talk, share, too, about your 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 listeners is uh, some travel tips. Uh, if we may talk about some of those, uh, that would be wonderful. Well, I do have a bit of uh, travel experience. Experience, uh, during the holiday season, and together with Extended Stay America, we've collaborated to come up with some wonderful tips that will help take some of the world out of uh, the holiday travel season. Let me share one or two items, and then we can go back to some more questions. The first tip I would suggest is plan your work and work your plan. In other words, make your list and check it twice. Uh, so uh, If you have a plan, but you don't follow it, so what? Good is that plan, but that can go a long way to help uh, have a smooth trip. And one example of that would be when you are uh, packing your buyer. Pay attention. Separate out your your necessaries from your desirables and, and pack only what you need. <laughs> we can have a tendency to overbag, don't you know? And and that could, could help get us on the right track uh, with our holiday travels. And I do, rant into your question, I do look forward to bringing many deliveries around the country, and especially in, in the areas of your listeners.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you, Santa. A lot of great information there. So, any advice to a boy or girl listening that really want that special gift this season? Well, they need to stay on the, the nice
5: list, and uh, there are ways to do that. One is being generous. And uh, this time of year, we can get so caught up in just the gift-giving frenzy, where we're uh, just just so consumed with all of the stuff. But oh, when we can find ways to give from the heart, oh, that's where we can experience the true joy of. Uh, Christmas time and the holidays, and we can do that by finding um, charities that we can support. Those that serve other people and uh, and help people in need, uh, adopting a attitude of generosity. Maybe giving an extra large tip at a restaurant,
2: okay. things like that. <laughs> wow, very nice. You know, speaking of travel, you brought that up at the top of our interview, Santa. Uh, is re- are the reindeers ready? Oh, oh they're all ready. <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to go. And,
5: and when I travel away from the North Pole, Uh, I stay at Extended Stay America, that is my official hotel, actually, Uh, my home away from home, because, you see, they have all of the conveniences of home, Uh, like a a fully functional uh, kitchen, and then a full-size refrigerator, Why you could put a watermelon and a stack of peaches, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and a hotel room to just rest and relax, and kick back and unwind, and, and enjoy, did you know they have this thing called internet? You can, you can like, I did a Facetime thing the other day. It's amazing with Mrs. Claus.
2: <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, Santa, you are certainly staying involved with the latest technology and innovation for sure. Well, before you leave us, any lasting words of hope and and goodwill to everyone listening in, even perhaps Mom and Dad who are listening are waiting for some great things to happen on December the twenty fifth.
5: Well, this is the most wonderful time of year, and I'll go back to the opportunities that we can take to share and give from my, our heart, because see, when we give, we, we tend to then receive the peace of mind and that hope. By giving hope to others, we, we experience it ourselves. So I'm connected with, with Extended Stay America. They are my, my home away from home, my official hotel, because you see, they have a giving heart. This next two years they will be giving up to 100,000 rooms the use of those rooms to families that are battling cancer. Wow. That's a wonderful thing and they will uh, donate up to one million dollars to the American Cancer Society through their Give Hope
2: program. Wow. What a great opportunity. All find ways to give from the heart. Wow. It's all about giving and what great opportunity. Thank you for joining us today, Santa Claus. Austin, may all the boys and girls, moms and dads, grandpas and kneebabs everywhere I know that it's going to be a great season and keep hope alive. Thank you so much, Santa. <laughs> Thank you, Shayna. Well, everyone, that's going to wrap up our exclusive interviews for tonight's edition of Let's Talk America with your host, Shayna Thornton. But how fitting to end with an exclusive interview with old St. Nick himself, Santa Claus because we are just days away from the big day of Christmas December the 25th. Hope you are looking forward to one phenomenal holiday this upcoming Friday. Well, do stick with us next Tuesday same time same place. Let's Talk America Radio will be in your ear and we will continue to bring forth the topics and issues and the people that matter to you. Do stay with us. Check out our website at www.letstalkamerica.witchainathworth.do Some great information on that website. Well, you know I love great conversation, but I also love awesome music. And we're going to end tonight's segment with one phenomenal song uh, performed uh, by the one and only vocalist Jill Miller. The song is titled The Christmas Song. Many of you know it. It's been done by various artists. This is one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. And Jill Miller does one excellent job of giving forth her version of the song okay so Merry Christmas wherever you are and may you have one joyful holiday season and one phenomenal awesome unbelievable 2016 you have to stay with us LTA radio will be back on in 2016 and we are excited delighted to have you with us you have to stay with us LTA radio is in your ear Merry Christmas everyone may all of your dreams and wishes come true Joe Miller's voice will take us home All content original, copyright 2015 by Pageant & Thomas Enterprises, LLC.